0: Get Fit Guy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong and I am the Get Fit Guy. A protocol that's called occlusion training, also known as blood flow restriction or BFR training, is one of the most interesting and effective trends in strength and conditioning. In studies, it has been shown to result in skeletal muscle hypertrophy, increased strength, and increased endurance. So how can we fit folks use it safely and effectively? Well, that's what we're going to get into today. So occlusion training is simply a way of restricting blood flow in the veins of a working muscle in hopes to kickstart some larger gains in muscle size and strength. Now, for example, you could wrap an elastic band around the top of your leg before doing a squat workout. And I know it sounds a little crazy and perhaps a little bit scary, but there's definitely something to this training. An article in the Military Times reported that one form of occlusion training that's called katsu is a revolutionary new training system from Japan that is blowing fitness researchers' minds. Does that sound a little too good to be true? A little, right? Well, let's take a closer look. What exactly is occlusion or BFR training? During this workout, a specific type of tourniquet that's similar to what a phlebotomist uses on your arm when you're giving blood, slows down the movement of the blood that is flowing back to your heart. This allows the limbs that are doing the workout to become, well, engorged with blood, Now, this specific type of venous occlusion significantly increases the concentration of lactate in your blood at lower workout intensities or lower weights. This, in essence, simulates the feeling of a much harder workout in the muscles while also tricking the brain into thinking that the body is performing a very difficult workout. Now, as a result, your pituitary gland, which is a tiny organ found at the base of your brain, releases more growth hormones, reportedly up to 170% more, along with hormones that are directly related to muscle hypertrophy or muscle growth, including IGF-1, MORTC-1, and myostatin. To achieve this venous occlusion, you could, for example, tie elastic bands or exercise tubing or even an old bicycle tube around, say, your upper arms before you do a set of dumbbell curls. Or before a set of squats or machine leg extensions, you can tie elastic bands around your upper thighs. Then, you do your workout as usual, but with lighter weights than usual and reap the benefits of an overstimulated pituitary gland. Occlusion training can and has been used by athletes, patients in post-operative rehabilitation, cardiac rehabilitation patients, the elderly, and even in astronauts to combat atrophy. So let's get into a little more of the nitty-gritty of how this works. By restricting the blood flow in and out of the working muscles, you achieve what is called cell swelling, which is directly linked to muscle gain. That swelling, combined with a buildup of metabolites or metabolic stress, has been shown to activate more muscle fibers, even at lower-than-usual intensities. And there are three ways that the BFR training is thought to work. Number one is the muscle cells become so full of fluid that they must grow or they'll burst. Now, the second one is the low oxygen level in the muscle during the accumulation of blood forces your body to recruit the larger fast twitch fibers and those can stimulate more muscle growth. And the third way it works is when oxygen is low, lactate rapidly accumulates. And many studies show that lactate, also known as lactic acid, can increase protein synthesis. Now, back in 2016, a sports medicine systematic review found that occlusion training increased muscle size and strength in the shoulders, chest, and arms better than conventional training. In fact, the review concluded, and I quote, Current evidence suggests that the addition of BFR to dynamic exercise training is effective for augmenting changes in both muscle strength and size. You see, in our body, muscles are made up of two types of fibers, type 2 and type 1. Now, type 2 fibers are generally known as the fibers that grow easily, The trouble is that these type 2 fibers only really get involved in your resistance training workout when you go all the way to failure, or when you use very heavy weights. Now, this is generally pegged at about 80% of your 1 rep max, and your 1 rep max is the most weight that you can lift once and only once, which is pretty heavy. So, when lighter loads that are below 80% of your 1 rep max are combined with occlusion, these type 2 fibers are recruited much easier and earlier, allowing you to get bigger, faster, without having to lift as heavy of a weight. Now, if you're going to give this a try, you might be wondering at this point, how tight do these tourniquets have to be? Well, good and snug, but not so snug that you start to feel pins and needles. If any of your extremities start to turn white or eventually blue, well, you're restricting arterial flow, and that is definitely too tight. Research that was done on healthy people with resistance training experience found that a perceived level of 7 out of 10, with 10 being the tightest you could possibly tie it, will deliver the optimum and safest amount of blood flow restriction. Again, that's about a 7 out of 10. Now, Another word of caution. Before you begin your workout, make sure you decide which area of the body you are going to train, and stick with that. You don't want to have blood flow restricted in both your upper and lower body at the same time. Now, you can wrap either your upper arm, just below your shoulder or delts, or around your upper thighs, just below the crease of your hips, but don't do both. And make sure you wrap around the narrowest area of your limb, such as the narrowest part of your upper arm, just below your deltoid. You want the blood to be able to enter the muscle via arterial flow, but the blood should be partially prevented from leaving the working muscle because the venous flow is restricted. I want to tell you about today's sponsor the Fit Track Dara Smart Scale. FitTrack gives you in-depth insights on your fitness progress to help you reach your goals. The Dara Smart Scale measures 17 health metrics, including BMI, hydration, muscle mass, and a whole lot more. And it syncs with the free FitTrack app. Now, how heavy should you lift with the tourniquets on? Well, all of the research that I've found indicates that there is no benefit to be gained from lifting too heavy with the occlusion bands on. In fact, using a weight that's merely 20 to 40% of your one rep max is enough. But beware. Even though this sounds easy, lifting only 20 to 40% of your one rep max, you will be suffering by the end of the workout. Now, I would suggest starting with four sets of 15 reps with 30 seconds between each to maximize your muscle growth. Now, you can do this workout two times per week pretty safely with a maximum of three times per week, but make sure you get 48 to 72 hours of recovery between each. This is a pretty serious workout. And when you do an occlusion training workout, well, keep it basic, using exercises like the squat, the bench press, the leg press, the leg extension, leg curl, and maybe some bicep curls. Start with a very light weight and increase it over time. Jeremy Lonecky, a PhD who's one of the world's top blood flow restriction researchers and competitive bodybuilder, says, and I quote, If you can't get near 30 reps on the first set, or 15 on the subsequent sets, the wraps are either too tight or the weight is too heavy. Now this is a great measuring stick to keep in mind. I would suggest adjusting the weight first, and if you still can't hit those 15 reps, well then try loosening the tourniquets. Alright, here's a step by step of how you should do this. First, wrap the strap around the top of the muscle that you want to work on. Make sure it's tight without causing numbness or turning your extremities blue. Then begin your set with a lighter than normal weight. Now, if possible, don't loosen the bands between sets either. You want to keep that blood trapped in the muscle to maximize the benefits. And that's about it. There's a paper called The Use of Occlusion Training to Produce Muscle Hypertrophy, and it suggests that low-intensity occlusion training that's done at loads as low as 10 to of maximal work capacity for three to five sets to volitional fatigue with 30 seconds to one minute rest between the sets is effective. Now, they also add that the pressure only needs to be high enough to block venous return, which only needs to be, and if you can measure this, 50 to 100 millimeters of mercury, which is a manometric unit of pressure. Now, after all this, you might be wondering, is occlusion training actually safe? Well, BFR has been shown to be safe when it is done as directed. But if you have any type of vascular disorder like deep vein thrombosis, varicose veins, high blood pressure, or any type of cardiac disease don't fool around with this stuff. And it likely goes without saying, but if you are in pain or feeling numbness during your sets, stop immediately. And of course, as usual, if you have any doubts or worries, check with a medical professional first. After saying that, if you are still feeling reluctant to try tying tourniquets around your limbs, you can get a similar benefit from simply including some pulsing movements in your exercise sets. And to do this, you simply choose Two exercises for the big three muscle groups. Let's say squats and leg curls for your legs, then chest press and pull-ups for your chest, and pull-downs and rows for your back. Then, proceed as follows. First, you do three sets of 10 reps for each exercise. Then, at the end of each set, do a 10-second hold in the most difficult part of the movement, for example, the bottom of the squat followed by a 10-second pulse in which you slightly bounce up and down through a very small range of motion. The third step is feel the burn. Then the fourth step is to rest for one to two minutes, then go into the next exercise for the same body part. And the fifth step is to repeat until you finish off one body part, then move to the next. Now, despite all the buzz around blood flow restriction training over the last few years, many people are still reluctant to give it a try. While I don't advocate doing any one workout too often or for too long, no matter what that workout is, I do believe by expanding our repertoire of workouts, modes of exercise, and the sports that we're comfortable playing, we really set ourselves up for a lifetime of healthy and happy movement. Now, before I wrap up, I want to ask you for one favor. I want to make this show the best that it can be, and you can help me do that by taking a short listener survey. It's a quick way to let me know what you like about the show and what I can do to improve. And you can find the survey at bit.ly. That's b i t . l y slash g f g survey. That's bit. Dot lee slash GFG survey. The Get Fit Guy podcast is written, narrated, and produced by me, Brock Armstrong, with heavy occlusion training and editorial support from Joe Muscolino. Our bench-pressing social media manager is Morgan Ratner, and our maximum hypertrophy advertising manager is Michelle Margulis, and of course our head coach over at Macmillan Audio is Kathy Doyle. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you would leave a review and a rating at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, and make sure to join me at facebook.com getfitguy, twitter.com getfitguy, or my own website, brockarmstrong.com. Now, what are you waiting for? Get out there and restrict that blood flow.